0: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Breakdown. My name's Sean Hummison. As always, I'm joined with the... Don't even say it. I wanted to. I won't. The, the good vicar. The, I didn't say it that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the lead pastor, the good vicar, oh, the yeah. big cheese, the boss man. I am Nick just Pierce. like anybody else. No one's saying that I you're not.
1: They. Some people are starting to catch on that I don't even like to be labeled as Pastor Nick now like if if it is a very formal situation yeah. or maybe we don't know each other yeah. i could see that like oh hey pastor but I, these are like people that i'm friends with like we've been to dinner you've been to my house i've fallen asleep on my recliner while you've been at my house don't call me pastor nick
0: so i've enjoyed that there's actually people that i've heard like in the lobby call you uh the good vicar i know it and it's i um, it's it just but makes you feel so there's good. one
1: individual named adam who watches the breakdown so adam you're watching the breakdown hello good morning to you you
0: should just listen to it there it's not worth watching <laughs> it's not worth then, watching
1: he's like it's gonna catch on they're <laughs> gonna call you the good vicar
0: he told me that like the first time like probably first like an episode when i when we did that yeah. he's like dude that has to stick and i'm like does it <laughs> do, like we did it as a joke and then it turned and, into something oh man
1: well because it started with another family i think we've talked about that but uh, oh yeah i'm just nick you guys even do this to me on staff. They're like, "You're the boss. So you can do whatever you want." And it's like,
0: yes. We were, sit- we were sitting. We were sitting pastors meeting, and I think it happened in pastors meeting. that it happened again in staff meeting this morning. So
1: you're, you're just blessing. Nick. What a blessing. Just Nick. Just Jenny from the block. Come on.
0: So here, this this is we'll just. Be like, hey, welcome to the breakdown. As always, I'm sitting down with Nick. Nick, that feels weird. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it actually does. I don't know why.
1: anybody that's known me for more than two minutes will be like, yeah, that's just Nick. Okay, here's the
0: here's the unpastoral part of me. Un-pastoral. Do you do you know the do you know the show? Um, oh, it is now totally escaping oh, so you want my me to brain. Be
1: unpastoral too. Oh, Jeron's uh, under a little bit of stress. We have a lot going on. It's Holy Week. If you didn't know that. And so What's he has that? so many things running through his mind that he can't come up with. What is the name of that show? show? Oh, my wife is going to be so mad. Uh, How I Met Your Mother. Nope. nope.
0: Alain, along the, I could sing the intro song. It wouldn't be good. Okay.
1: We're all right with that. There's Welcome a... to the breakdown. <laughs> for the first time, we have a musical <laughs> guest with us. Give it up for Jerron Huss- okay. Humiston. Cue the applause track oh my gosh
0: the, the, the ending of it's like who's that girl it's jess what, new girl new girl thank you good <sighs> so i it, oh,
1: hold on disclaimer thank you so much for knowing that i only know that because of my wife and pastor sean
0: <laughs> listen i my... love that shit like i'm un, i'm unashamed uh, i love that show so, so what about new? Wh- yeah where are you so going with this there's an episode I guess? no, no I mean, is maybe. this one
1: of those like everybody on staff is a character from new girl Oh, we need to take that Facebook uh, who, uh, quiz to who, see who we are. Who's the crazy guy?
0: Uh, there's Schmidt. No, not Schmidt. The other guy. Then there's uh, Jess, Schmidt, Nick. I, I'm already Nick. So it's funny. There's an episode where he Nick is like trying to pronounce his name weird. And he's like, Nick, Nick. And I'm like, so that's what I want to say when I was like, then I'm sitting down with Nick. Nick. No, it just feels weird.
1: No, it doesn't. It just does. Now, if you were talking to anybody else, like, do you ever walk up and just be like, hello, physical therapist, Jeff? I actually do because we've talked about this. <laughs> because we've talked about it, but nobody does that in any other context. <laughs> Hello, burger doctor. flipper uh, John. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe doctor. Okay, I'll give you that. But hey, you Walmart stacker a heck Joe. A lot of school for that. That's true. Well, I guess I kind of did too. But still, I... but that doesn't.
0: Nah. Listen, they're, they're here. They're here, there is a reverence to the authority and knowledge that you bring to the mic.
1: Whatever. I'm I'm just. The, I bring hot air to the mic. Let's I'm the real. the host that goes.
0: Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm just the Aww. background uh, uh, fodder. I, I just.
1: <laughs> Do you ever just sit there and be like, I think he's full of it. Like I am going to fact check this. I don't think he like what. No, what does he know? No, what I what does he know?
0: I, I'm I am implicitly <laughs> trusting, which is something we've talked about from stage. Uh, like don't just trust me. Like fact check me. It's like, I'm just going with you. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's tagline is, oh. I'm going to go with the guy who rose from the gr- I'm like, I'm just going to go with the guy who talks about the guy who yeah. rose from the
1: grave. <laughs> so so the geek out, you know what I was geeking out on this morning? Easy there, buddy. He, <laughs> Sorry. He just cheered his My bad. coffee cup. Yes. Well, what were you geeking out on this so, morning? Um, so you know I'm passionate about Panera recently. <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement of the of the century panera needs to sponsor the podcast Oh my goodness nick hey, joined the um, charge lemonades whoo
0: those good you joined that uh, panera good.
1: monthly sip club. sip club sip club so i i got up this morning and most of the time all of my family is sleeping dates and went to work my son my wife was up but she's you know just chillaxing i said hey i'm just gonna go leave a little early for work i'm gonna go head to panera grab a cup of coffee and i'm just sitting there two cool things happened um, one, an individual walked up and gave me uh, money. Technically, yes. It oh. was one penny with a, a cross cut out of it and, it, and it had a little card with it. It was an evangelistic like, oh, and he just said, hey, this is just kind of my thing. I want to hand cards to people, you know, read through it if you want. You know, just like just I don't hand need hand it. I love that. Jesus. Yeah, and was, uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything because I didn't did. want it to be like. I'm a pastor, I don't need this. Yeah, like, yeah. that dude was bold enough to walk up to me and hand me that And happened. how many
0: people aren't? Yeah, yeah, so
1: I shook his hand and I said, thank you so much as I'm reading scripture and praying through.
0: Seven Bibles know. open up <laughs> no, and I, systematic theology. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I don't think this guy's saved over there. Let me, <laughs> let me, he needs a car. He needs extra No, Jesus. I just had my phone open, but I was, I was praying through, I was reading scripture thinking about Sunday and different things like that. And so that was a cool thing that happened. But I was geeking out on confessionalism okay yeah okay what the heck is that yeah no because <laughs> no, p- uh, people like n- they know that I like to geek out and so even on the personal side of yep. not just pastor Nick but just who I am uh, I like to geek out and so just some close friends were like hey what do you think about this and so googling it and it's like should churches hold to uh, similar doctrine should that be the focus or similar values and so confessionalism would mm. say, we need to hold to certain doctrines and that needs to be the focus, Okay, and let values flow out of that, where others would say, no, we just need to group together and values and then let doctrine flow. So I was just kind of reading through that and processing and then wondering like, well, where does Calvary line up in that? Like, where are we at? And, and one of my lines that, and I really do believe this, when you have two opposing things, like I love to sit in the tension. And it's like, I see the validity on both. now. Yeah, obviously, we, we need the word to transform our minds, and so we want that transformation. So we, we sit confessionalism that way, but also, you know, we want people's values. We want to have similar values, but we want them to flow out of our theology, not our theology, our values flowing out of, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want our values from our theology, not our theology from our values. Yeah. Because then you're just creating, like, moralistic humans. Yeah. But they don't have that standard of theology. And so I was just kind of geeking out in my own mind, thinking through this, like going down a lot of rabbit trails in my own mind. And this individual, this like so bold, so heartfelt, very genuine, like, and yeah. just said, hey, like, this is just my thing. And here's a here's a little Bible verse that talks about salvation and a penny and it had this little kind of thing that went along with it. And I was just like, how cool is that? So if that was you, if you're watching the breakdown and you walked up to, <laughs> stabbing, yeah, and you gave me that, thank you for that. That was even even though I do have a relationship with the Lord, I was very encouraged by yeah. that. And then I was like, why am I not doing stuff like that? I'm sitting over in the corner sipping coffee, having conversations with the Lord, and I didn't tell one stinking person. Let's le- like, but
0: let's call it for what it is. You just want another reason to go to Panera
1: every I two just hours want to, do to the get Lord your drink. I just want to yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're not complaining when I bring you one back.
0: Listen, I'm not. Com- <laughs> no, you're right. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying yesterday working with oh, you um, in the hours that we worked I, there, there was a tension where I felt like if if you remove the word Panera, it sounded like you had a drug dealer. Like, I'm just going to call it like it was.
1: I I'm just telling you, the lemonades are good, baby. The they lemonades. actually are. They're, I- they're really good. And then I I really am Jonesing for an iced coffee, so we need to hurry this. Breakdown okay, we're gonna
0: out, hurry so the breakdown up so, so we can hit,
1: <laughs> so we can head out to. So yeah, there we go. So, so what are we talking about today? What do we, so you kind of you? How did we jump into this? What was what was going on?
0: So you've kind of talked in a roundabout way, uh, kind of where I'd love to take where you want to go. Bob? Uh, the, the direction. It is Holy Week, Holy at Week least at least at the time of the recording. This uh, is our this is our Super Bowl. This is our yeah, and so. Uh, you and I had kind of talked about uh, just in conversation for me, even growing up in the church, how, how refreshing it was when I came to Calvary, where there was an emphasis placed on, on Palm Easter. Sunday yeah. and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Good Friday, yep. Saturday leading into yep. Easter and how it seems like the majority and not like a taking a shot sort of way, but mm-hmm. we celebrate Easter Sunday as we should, yep. but there's so much more. Yeah you know and and we even had last night we had a a whole service where we really it it services will use that loosely it was more like a full hour and a half of geek out where basically i walked away because i was (laughs) i was trying to tell london kind of she asked how it went and i said you know how nick always talks about having an evidential uh, evidential faith our faith is an evidential faith um I said, that's basically what the whole night was. So it was like, hey, here's scripture, but then here here's the evidence that, yeah. that backs that up. And she was like, dang, I wish I would have been
1: there. <laughs> no, it was good. Yeah, it was one big, massive geek out. And just and to try to put that emphasis on it, because we do, and and we all do this. I do this, and it happens. We read scripture, we compartmentalize it, and think, oh, here's that story there. There's this story here. Jesus did this, Jesus did that. And then you get into the rest of the New Testament. Here's Paul, and da, da, da. And like we have to see it as this like perfect congruent story that mm-hmm. God is doing amongst human history, yeah. and and it and so there's real people. These are real people. This is real places. There's real cultural context to it. Like we were geeking out about even the money that they used yeah. and what you know. And then we have those. We've dug those up. We know when Jesus says, "Hey, you know, give to Caesar's what is Caesar's?" Like we know what he was referencing. Yeah, when he said that, yeah. you know, and that. For me, I think is so important because, um, if we if we try to remove our theology from that, it, it's like you're trying to pull the foundation under it because that's what gives so much meaning mm-hmm. to some of the things that Jesus said, some of the things that were commanded in Scripture is is understanding that context. So, like cultural context, Paul says, greet each other with a holy kiss.
0: So every morning when I walk in, I I expect a kiss. I expect a kiss, or I offer a
1: kiss. Um, Yeah, that definitely does not happen at Calvary (laughs) Chapel. I've ended
0: up in way too many conversations. (laughs) Yeah, but
1: that was that was a normal cultural thing. But then, so what are we commanded? Then are we supposed to go around holy kissing everybody? No, absolutely (laughs) not. Right, that's how COVID spread. No, Um, we are we are to greet each other warmly. Like mm. there, there should be a welcoming hospitality environment. So n- not the way that I greeted you this morning. Pretty much, pretty much is what I'm saying. You didn't have <laughs> Panera. That's all I needed to say right there. You know, and so, and then even some of the little, like if you don't know or dig into these, some of those things that maybe aren't laid out in scripture, but are there. Yeah. So like well, I talked last night when Jesus went to the garden of Gethsemane to go pray, get across the brook Kidron oh that was that's a powerful thing that it's not really detailed in Scripture but when you put the whole picture together of what would have been happening at Passover in Jerusalem when Jesus was there Mm as it happened every year in Jerusalem, but the significance of that Passover for Jesus. So when he leaves Jerusalem and he's going to the garden, which is kind of at the base of Mount of, the Mount of Olives, he has to cross the Brook Kedron and and pretty much, a quarter million, if not more, lambs would be sacrificed mm-hmm. over Passover and and their blood out on the altar there in the temple. Well, it was channeled. It has uh, to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere. And it was channeled to the Brook Kidron. And so Jesus, when he was walking out on that Friday to go to the garden to go pray, I guess it would have been Thursday, sorry. When he would have went that Thursday, cross that like he would have stepped over this bright red lamb's blood creek it's been draining from the temple from all these Passover sacrifices yeah. and it's like yeah that's gonna be my blood soon yeah like just that significant reminder you know that's not detailed in Scripture but we know they're sacrificing quarter million-some lambs because all the families that would come in, they all brought a lamb with them. They would have been sacrificed that. The blood has to go somewhere. Yeah. We we see how the temple was built to have that channeling to it. I mean, they thought through that. Like, we gotta get this blood out of here. And just like any other good, decent sewer system, you know, it had to go somewhere. But then when you think about, but scripture does tell us, oh, he had to cross the Brook Kedron. Mm-hmm. Like, why was that significantly wrote in there? And and for us, if we would have lived in that New Testament era, and even shortly following the life of Jesus, we would have got it. Yeah. Oh man, he crossed. The, the, he crossed Kidron the, yeah. the day he got arrested, and you know that next day he's going to get arrested and killed. Like he he had to step over that lamb's blood. He's the lamb of God that takes away. His, like it would have all came together. But for us who live two thousand years later, and we're in. Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri, like we don't have that kind of understanding. But when you walk through some of those things of the last week of Jesus's life, and to be honest, you could do that with the whole life of Jesus. You could do that through the ministry of Paul. You could do that through the whole New Testament. When you dig in and you see those things, the the greater significance to what we hold near and dear in Scripture kind of really rises, yeah. and it's so good. So that's one of the that's one of my favorite things about it. And I'm still learning these things, and I just and it just brings such uh, greater significance for me. Yeah. Like not that Jesus needs more. But just to our faith. Going yeah. back to that evidential faith. Yes. This is real people, real places, real locations, real things. Like me and you could at Passover go back in time if we could, we would see this bloody Kidron Brook. Yeah. I mean, that's that's that was a real thing. But then when you when you bring the fullness and the significance of what, what that means, then it's like, Oh man. So so yeah, like that's that's a key thing that I just love on the geeking outs is like there's so much there. Like Uh, And so many people just going to call it like I see it. So many people walk away from a very shallow faith
0: when there's actually so much more out there. Yeah.
1: They walk away from a shallow faith because they think that's all there is. Yeah, And they never wade out into deeper waters, you know, because it's like if I got invited to go swimming, it's like, oh, come over. We just got a in ground pool installed. You're going to love it. And I show up and it's ankle deep cool story, bro. Like I this really, is a waiting pad. Yeah, this is a waiting <laughs> pad. This is a splash park. This isn't, I can't swim, you know. But, but so many of us just walk into the kiddie pool and we never walk out into mm-hmm. the deep end. But then we judge all of Christianity. We judge all of who God is off the very little that we've yeah. seen or dug into. And then we think, oh yeah, um, because the kiddie pool was so simple and I, it didn't intrigue me, I just walked away and it's like, You don't even know what you walk away from. You don't even know the fullness. So that's, that's one of the, I love about the geek outs is like no one, no one, uh, this side of glory opposite of Jesus. No one is touching the deep end of the pool Mm -hmm. saying like, oh, I got it. Yeah. You know, like the more and more I learn about Jesus and, and the word and all these little nuances and geek outs, I just realize more and more my need for him Mm. and how much I don't know. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding me? Like just another, like just brain melting, like fact or nuance that just like makes the Bible come to life for me. Like that's, that's what I love. So, so trying to communicate that in one service just with the last week of Jesus's life and Honestly, I thought it went flat. <laughs> I said this at staff yeah. meeting. I was like, I thought it went flat. I felt like people were like, "This is so boring." And I had that. three, or four
0: people walk up to me and had this almost like they'd gotten off a roller coaster. Like not like, <laughs> "Hey, that was good." It was like that was like a kid in a candy store. Like yeah. that was awesome. But even for me, walking away from it last night, there th- as as a Westerner, like as an American Westerner, yeah. who v- views very things very black and white, mm-hmm. like that's our Western worldview. Um, to look at some of the things that you walk through and go okay hold on that is not the direction that i would have normally taken as a westerner yeah you know like i want very definitive black and white whereas an eastern worldview is is more hierarchical Mm -hmm. more lofty thought processing more um uh what is that called
1: here he goes new girl no no (laughs) (laughs) way to bring it back
0: um Oh, what do you call something like a philosophical? Yeah. 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 Okay. So like, you know, where, you know, a lot of, of Hebrew schooling was very philosophical. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it mm-hmm. was auditory. Yeah. It, it was learned not through pen and paper, yeah. obviously,
1: or and. But he was sitting, sitting down it, like this and
0: having a conversation, said, repeating yeah, it over and over yes. again and sharing. And so even walking through that last night, like I driving in this morning, um, th- there's a song. Uh, I sent it to you guys in our text message. Yeah. The new Phil Wickham
1: song. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Wickham, you should follow the breakdown. Yeah. That would be <laughs> awesome. He followed us. He reshared us one time on social media before you he got here. Challenge accepted. <laughs> it, there it is. We, <laughs> we got to get it. We tagged him in one of his songs that we were doing, saying, "Hey, rocking this." And he was, he "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna I am going to i i got to figure it. out a way do it." Um, okay, go ahead. Start.
0: But I was, Wickham, I, was I was driving in this morning, listening to his newest song called "Sunday's Coming," and there's a line in the song. Um, uh, that talks about after Jesus has been crucified and he's laid in his grave. And the song kind of builds up to this point where, where the women show up before dawn and they see the stones already is gone. um, And they walk inside and the angel says, why are you looking for the living among the dead. And I am literally in, like, I am in my truck (laughs) Uh, sobbing, just like profusely sobbing, feeling very manly, like, I need to give someone my man card right now. (laughs) Like, here, take it. (laughs) But for me, it was just the reminder as we've walked through, and even after last night, walking through some of the things, like, Sunday's important, but we don't have Sunday unless we have Friday. And we don't have Friday unless we have Thursday and Wednesday and Tuesday and Monday and the rest of Jesus's life. And so many times in our Christian faith, I feel like we compartmentalize Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Jesus lived for 33 years. Yep. He did ministry for three. And of those three, we have like the big X number of stories. And yep. it's this story over here, this story over here, yeah. this story over here. And we try to pull as many of them together around Easter. Yeah. Um, But we focus on his death, burial and resurrection. Yeah. And, and the majority of that is his resurrection on Sunday mm-hmm. morning. And so, to see to see coming out of that last night, and then tomorrow, because we're recording this on Tuesday, yeah. we're gonna have a Passover Seder meal, yep. and experience, a a, a very Eastern yeah. view of something that probably doesn't make sense to us at and all.
1: How like the the it'll be more mind blowing geeking out to see how specific I believe all of these elements point to Jesus. I've done it twice. Yeah. And it was so you know, like yes, Komen and all this, and the oh yeah,
0: walking said. through every specific thing. Yeah. It's it's not just a, a quote unquote air quotes if you can't see yeah. meal. You yeah. know, like no. there are these very strategic yeah. and very specific things yeah. that point directly to Jesus. Yeah, um, and so like I'm excited for that, knowing that's coming um, in whatever form oh, you yeah. know that is, and then obviously Good Friday, which we've even joked about. Why why do we call Good Friday Good
1: Friday? I mean, you know where that comes from, right? I feel like you've told me, but... <laughs> no, you're good. So so the word good, um, again, in the original, it was uh, good and holy would be very similar. Okay. So it would be more appropriate... Holy Friday. Holy Friday. That's right. Okay. Holy Friday. Which, okay, so speaking of that, a little bit of a side turn, talking to somebody last night... They, we, we made the Holy Week cards to invite yeah, yeah. people to our different services, and they were talking to someone and said, hey, you should take these to work and share those with your coworkers, and they said they will never show up. And I was like, okay, and they were telling me the, the story, and they said, this individual said, I can't hand them out to my coworkers because they'll see Holy Week, and they don't feel that they're worthy to go because they're not holy. And I thought, good point no to sell
0: for next year when we make everything we got to change we were
1: already thinking about that like next year it's like no no no. we who are not holy we are celebrating who is holy Mm. the holy week is an invitation to those of us who are not holy Mm. to celebrate the holy yes you know but yeah so yeah good friday holy friday is what we would call it and and so like last year um the last two years we did a, a Monday Thursday. Thursday yep. And the only reason we didn't this year is because we were trying to get our Christ and the Passover on a Thursday because that's when Jesus celebrated yep. that Passover. And the last meal they just weren't able to make a Thursday. <laughs> so it's like, let's do it Wednesday. Um, and and so we at this year went Monday, Wednesday, Friday instead of a Monday Thursday, which is when Jesus celebrated Passover and he washed the d- disciples mm-hmm. feet, which is that word Monday, which comes from command. You know, to to do the same or whatever, um. But I I think it would be neat, um. To 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 figure out in the next years, you know, what would not just like so take Christ in the Passover. We're just gonna watch this individual. He's probably not even gonna partake in it. Like actually, he's just gonna explain. About about it. About yeah, the, yeah, he's not really gonna eat some horseradish and start crying on us. But to to let's let's actually do the things that Jesus did that last week maybe maybe not the beating and the cross (laughs) but you know let's take a Passover meal together and remember Christ let's wash each other's feet you know and it sounds goofy but let's bring significance to it like you know even through the week like let's teach on the things that Jesus was teaching on you know like yeah. you, the commands that he's giving us in those that last week or whatever let's lean into that and and so somebody at Calvary the Carsons yep. we, can we use last names on the breakdown we are so the Carsons we
0: just did so yeah.
1: so Jeff good friend of of ours said uh he even said it last night he said this the last couple of years but he even said it again last night um so when I came to Calvary a, a couple of years ago this will be my third Easter now so the first year I kind of brought all the crazy. Like we did morning devos that were live yep. um, here at church. This year we recorded them. I got to sleep in. Praise the Lord. Uh, but we had we had Holy Week devos every morning, walking through each day of Jesus's life. Then we had um, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Big Easter, like bringing a lot of significance to it. And Jeff, uh, that first year and even last night was saying, "I this is what the American church needs. Mm. Like what you're saying, like we, we need to – unplug out of our Western American mindset. Mm -hmm. We, we need to not should not no. We need to plug into the significance of this week because if we could really do that, well, you know, we would allow this week to not sustain us. Like that's all that we need, but it would reframe our thinking for the rest of the year.
0: Sunday becomes vastly different in my opinion. Oh yeah. When you frame it through the Sunday's always a celebration. Yeah. That's never going to change. like, Death was defeated, Amen. conquered once and for all. But when you have when you have the culmination of the final week of Jesus' life, or the days leading up to his death, and you walk into Sunday morning yeah. through the the lyrical worship, through the worship of the the reading uh, and teaching of Scripture, like that is game changer.
1: Yeah. And so he always just he has said even last night just loves the significance that we have and that we bring for. Not just Easter, which we should, yeah. but all of Holy Week. Yeah. Like this, really is our Super Bowl week, and and it is hard. Like we we both are. We've had to punt uh, appointments to a couple weeks back because we know this is. Hey, we're gonna be full this week. There's projects that we're working on because we 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 want this to be that significant, yeah. and it makes it harder for us. But like all of us, the whole staff we, we want those problems. Yeah, We want that because of what this week is. And, um, and so for me, I think even just, uh, not even in that pastoral context, but even for me, it, it, every year, it's a good reminder for me, you know, you think, okay, what are you going to teach on next Holy week? We're going to teach on Holy week. Like in that same thing mm-hmm. you did last year. Yep you know and i'm that thick-headed it. and stubborn yep. that i'm going to i'm going to miss it we don't I need to reinvent need, the wheel yes, like we need to we need to continually remember and remind ourselves which is such a theme all through scripture mm. and there's so many angles that you could take to it because like you said sunday awesome but what led us to there yeah. like we jumped in last night at like palm sunday yeah you you could jump in at the baptism of jesus you could jump in when he was 12 at the temple you could jump in at his birth you could jump in in the old testament prophets you could jump in at deuteronomy you could jump in at genesis like how far back you want to go yeah. how many how many services How many do you weeks want to go? do you have how many <laughs> yeah like and and to see that it really is one continuous story which you know for us, I think, again, another issue that I fall into even, you know, we think of Old Testament to New Testament. And there was that 400 year gap period. Intertestamental period. Intertestamental period. There you go. Right. With the Maccabees and all that. and da, da, da. But the the fault that we'll do sometimes is we try to put the same kind of gap between the Gospels and the book of Acts.
0: Good. I'm glad you said that because I, <laughs> I, I was trying to figure out how to, to navigate the conversation yeah. in that oh, okay. direction. So you're like, already
1: like, yeah, so because that's the same thing, which we have to understand. So like Jesus on the cross Friday out of the grave Sunday f- appears to the disciples over a 40, 40 day period of time. <laughs> right. And it's so first Corinthians actually is a great um, I'm going to pull this up just because first Corinthians 15 um, is, I think. One of the greatest passages of all of scripture, especially when we're talking about defending our faith, right? So listen, listen to what uh, listen to what Paul says here. So he, First uh, Corinthians fifteen, starting in verse three. I'm gonna move this over so I can read better. He says, "For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received." Mm. So this this was something that was given to Paul, not something that. That he formulated on yeah, his own. this is not his thing. Yeah, this is not his thing, right? So, hand over to you, first importance, what I also received. That Christ died for our sins according with the scriptures. Well, what's he talking about? He's talking about the Old Testament. That he was buried, raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. And uh, and he appeared to Caiaphas, which is Peter, or Cephas. Uh, then, he, then the twelve then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. So some are dead. And I love that he says that some are still alive. So if you're reading this, if you're hearing this and you're having questions, yeah, there's 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 over 500 dudes that you could go and talk to right now that that he appeared to that you could ask like we have eyewitnesses testimony he's telling us yeah you know it's not oh there was three of us and that was it and then again critical scholars want to say oh it was a mass hallucination which does not happen there is no mass hallucination hallucinations don't happen but and he says then then he appeared to James which is key because this isn't James one of the Apostles this is James his half-brother who was a Mm -hmm. non-believer during the life of Jesus so if you remove this little passage of scripture. What you can, what you have no evidence of is um, how did James, as an unbeliever, did not believe in his brother, Jesus, as the Messiah, as God, right? Clearly given in the Gospels. Yeah. You open up the book of Acts, and now he is the leader of the church in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. What happened to James? Why, why was he not a believer up until the death of Jesus? But was after. And then 50 days later you know, or probably a few more years maybe, were, were in Acts, and now he's a leader of the church proclaiming Jesus as Messiah, as God. What happened? He appeared to his brother. He appeared to his brother.
0: Where's that? St- I want that story. <laughs> right? I want that story. And then,
1: and then he appeared to all the disciples, and last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. And he says, "I am the least of the apostles; unworthy to be even called an apostle, because I pers- persecuted the church." But by the grace of God, I am what I am. But what uh, what is so key about this? And I am blanking on the stinking name. I am pulling a Jaron Humiston. Doug on right, right. That um, there. Oh, that's it. All through the New Testament, we know different little places where there are creeds. Mm-hmm. So before the New Testament was written. To provide a standard of theology the New Testament church had certain creeds Mm -hmm. that they would formulate to understand what they believe that starting in verse 3 to about verse 8 I believe is a creed that they date clear to about four to two to four years after the resurrection of Jesus okay so when people say, oh, the New Testament was written so long ago, like because First Corinthians, I believe, was was written probably uh, 30 to 50 years after Jesus. So I would have said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was it's what you would have said, said. OK, yeah. good. I'm glad that we're in unison on that. <laughs> um, you know, they would say, oh, yeah, th- there's so much that could happened," But then when you start seeing these creeds that we are finding in the scriptures like that and it, and it brings us closer to the dates of the actual event here's the key we didn't write a New Testament to create an event we the wrote. event created the New Testament mm-hmm. and that's where critical scholars and atheists don't get it yeah we didn't write the New Testament to create an event the event happened first the event historically accurate happened first the creeds show us that there was already a formula formula of theology that like what you were talking yeah. about that was rooted in their jewish heritage of oral tradition yep. which isn't the uh microphone wh- what's that called that game kids play a telephone, telephone. microphone i was like <laughs> i have a microphone in front of <laughs> of me. like what's that game tell <laughs> it's not the telephone game um and that's not like that's the worst analogy when people are like oh yeah i play the telephone game no wonder we don't understand no wait like That is not what happened here. But these creeds were used um, to formulate theology before there was the written New Testament. And so Paul's just including that in there like, hey, I'm delivering you. What's important? What? That Jesus died for our sins, lining up with these Old Testament scriptures. He was buried. He was raised on the third day. He's appearing to people. And if you have questions, um, you can go and talk to those people. Yeah. Like it just, it brings, and again, go with any ancient history, um, the gap from the actual events to the writings, specifically now even oral tradition, is so close from the event to what we have. So like, um, oh, what was his name? 333, Alexander the Great. Mm -hmm. Most of what we have written about him was written 500 to 1,000 years after his life. Mm. But no critical scholar would ever look at us and, and doubt that Alexander the Question Great, would, yeah, yeah, in his life yeah. and stuff like that, and and myth in, and and uh, had already mythology had already kind of entered in because I mean they talk about Alexander the Great in some of these writings like he was a god and floated and shot fire out of whatever and da 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 like there was already myth in that but but the gap between the actual events of the writing is so like most ancient uh, manuscripts are that way most of them are about a thousand years after yeah. the actual events. But now we have the new Testament that I believe most of the new Testament was written by 70 AD. Um, if, if not, I would say by 110 AD, mm-hmm. which Jesus on the cross at 33 AD. But then when you bring up creeds and the oral tradition that we are seeing, even in the new Testament, which was a real long 15 page paper I wrote about the oral tradition of the new Testament, because mm-hmm. yeah, that's what we do. Right. Um, Sounds like fun. it, That closing that gap, because uh, again, uh, critical scholars, atheist scholars that talk about uh, ancient manuscripts of any sort, they they would say you really don't start to see mythology enter into them until about 200 to 250 years after the actual events. And what's so crazy about that? Is that has happened with Christianity. Yeah. And that's okay. But that's what the Gnostic Gospels are. Mm. Those are the ones that are talking about Jesus spoke as a baby and was prophesying, where he, when he was a kid, he was turning his friends into frogs and all these mythical yeah. things. That's like but they were written so much later. But when you get to the New Testament that the church has always held to, like there is a difference even between the Old Testament. And the reverence for the Old Testament and the Apocrypha, like, yeah. they knew it existed. Like, nobody's shocked by that, but it was never held in that same esteem. Jesus never quoted from the Apocrypha, the disciples never quoted from the Apocrypha. But now, when the New Testament gets written, you start seeing Paul, Peter, they're all starting to quote Luke, they're quoting each other as scripture. That even at times they knew I am writing and I know this is scripture like Mm -hmm. John in the book of Revelation. He knew this was scripture Mm -hmm. that I am writing at that point. And so you just like this, the manuscript textual evidence outside of everything, like what we just talked about yesterday. There's just so much that it's like, but it's all centered on the resurrection. Because, again, critical scholars want to say when I say that the people that are attacking our faith from yeah. an intellectual point of view, and there are people like that, like a bar airman or something like that. Um, and, and they want to, they, cause again, we have to excl- uh, ex- uh, explain the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. We got to get around that. Yep. Like that is a historical fact. Okay. Now how do we do it in a way that does not make Jesus God? Because the moment that we invoke that, yes, Jesus was God and he was raised from the dead. Now you're accountable to him. Yeah. And so we got to find some other way. And so there's always the attacks of it. But every time they throw a fiery dart at it, it, it doesn't it doesn't crumble the foundation of yeah. it. And, and again, going back to the shallow end of the pool, it's like if you're struggling with your faith, could it possibly be that you're being called out into deeper waters that you should struggle in being an ankle deep? Christian theology hmm. because you're not supposed to stay there that was great when you were a young believer but you you can't try to mature and stay in, in yeah. that same waters like I used to do a study with our students every year we did this um, and it was I, I would teach through pretty much the, the red thread of Christ through the Old Testament into the New Testament but I didn't use my Bible I used baby's first Bible and <laughs> I absolutely did. That's awesome. Nice little yellow plastic Bible. And we would read through it. Like it was like five, four stories. Wonderful when my kids were three and four. Not when they were middle and high schoolers. Not when they're middle and high schoolers. But for some (laughs) reason, now here we are as middle and high schoolers that are, you know, we got sex, drugs, and rock and roll. My friends are on drugs. My friends are getting pregnant. I'm getting pregnant. I'm having sex. I'm dealing with all these. What am I going to do with the rest of my life? And what do I have? Baby's first Bible theology. And it's like, and then mm. that's what we walk away. Oh, this doesn't work. It it wasn't. Yeah. That Bible was written for a three-year-old to understand like. In their a, terms at that time. In their terms, yeah. But you're in middle and high school. Grow up. Yeah. And now even as adults, like, oh, I just don't know. I'm having doubts. Like, yeah, because you're not supposed to stay there in the kiddie pool. Kiddie like, pool not fun when, when you're an adult. Swim out deeper. Like, be a man. Like, let's go. Get your weight up. <laughs> I'm getting that fired up now. But <laughs> don't laugh at me. I know I growled in the mic. Okay. Nick's on a soapbox. Let's go, baby. <laughs> he's ready. He's, so, he's geared up. But there's, you know, and I think I even said it last night, like there really there really are hard questions to Christianity. I'll, I'll say it right now. There's absolutely some hard questions, but there really are good answers yeah. for those hard questions that I believe that the world is asking and the church needs to. Church needs to grow a pair and answer them well. Yeah. Right. Like, we, we, we need to grow a spine. We need to stand firm. And and because a lot of people are like, oh, that's a hard question. How do I answer that? Or, or that's a cultural sensitive topic. How do we lean into that? With the stinking word of God. Yeah. Be a man of God and stand firm on the word. Like, you don't have to worry. Like, the word of God is a sword. Like, learn how to handle it, it'll cut. You don't need to sharpen it. It's already sharp. Like, it doesn't need you. It needs you to hold it. Yeah. Uh, Understand which part of the sword you're supposed to handle. The handle. Not the blade. The blade's going to cut. Just stand there, kind of like in the Sandlot. Remember the Sandlot? The movie? Oh, yeah. And he's like, how do you catch the ball? He's like, just put your glove up in the air and I'll do the rest. Yeah. That's us. Like, we're smalls. We're, We're for Jesus. We just stand there, put our hand up in the air, proclaim the name of Jesus and just let him do the rest. (laughs) And he will take over. Like, we're the donkey that carried Jesus into the world. Understand our role there. Like, the word of God is going to cut. So we don't need to like, how do I answer this well? And I, you know, yes, answer it in truth. Answer it in grace. Yeah. Which uh, sometimes the church isn't too good about. We Mm. like, we love the truth but we don't want to show grace to the sinner. Yeah. (laughs) Unless we're the sinner, then we want all the grace in the world. But it's like, Share the truth in love, share the truth with grace, share grace with truth, share love with truth, but let the word of God cut and it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, and whatever consequences we endure because of the word of God, because of our faith in Jesus, we, what it's Romans say, we shouldn't even worry about the sufferings compared to the glory that's going to be revealed to us. Yeah. Welcome to Holy Week. What's that have to do with Holy Week? Where, where, how did I soapbox to that? He is literally just standing here looking at me like, I don't even know. He just pull a string and let him go. It's like, like, you're
0: the energized bunny. We just kind of, <laughs> I just kind of do this. And it's like, nope, this is the point where I just let, <laughs> let it just go. Let it go. Sorry.
1: No. Um, what does that have to do with Holy Week? Everything. Every, you know what? Good, good call. I got you. Everything because
0: everything has to do with holy week. Everything has to do with holy. Sorry, that that was the easy out. That was the easy easy
1: oh. out. So we are so we got Christ on the Passover, then we got Good Friday and then Sunday, Easter Sunday, like I'm I'm really excited. And we were at, at lunch the other day.
0: Oh this yeah, cool.
1: this was cool. Yeah. Like so, all week. Like, let's just be honest. We're all stressed. Yep. We got a lot of stuff going on. A lot of extra projects because we want the church to look good. Um, like we're trying to figure out our flow of traffic and parking <laughs> so some kid doesn't get smoked in the parking lot. Like, we just we have a lot going on. We get it. We're doing a whole extra service on Sunday on top of the three extra this week, which is all atypical. Like, we're all running high caliber. We're all stressed. We're all da da da. But it's so neat to see how God is just like in small little ways giving us encouragement like the guy today. At
0: Divine appointments.
1: Divine appoint. You know, the gentleman said just a few words to me, handed that uh, evangelistic tool to me. And it was just like, for me, it wasn't, oh, I need a relationship with the Lord. It was a reminder like, I got you. Yeah. You know, and so we were at lunch yesterday yep. um, and just talking through everything, just trying to stay ahead of all of this cuz you know once Sunday's done there's still other ministry that we got to keep going with and we don't want to lose sight of that because it is holy week and all of this. So just a lot going on and another pastor from the lake area yeah. rolls in and Sean recognized him. I we've met him once cuz at yeah. that pastors prayer thing but Sean recognized him and started talking to him and he just did a funeral service for a dad of uh His daughters and my daughters were in gymnastics (laughs) together, and and so I was able just to say like, and he did a phenomenal job. My wife said like, was just such a great, uh, great time, and how he was able to share, and he was like, dude, that was totally the Holy Spirit, but like very heartfelt. Looked at the four of us, and said, guys, I love you, and I'm praying for you. I pray that God will just use you in a mighty way, and it's not about my church and your church, and it's about the church, and just like, like. The most heartfelt, I think, I've ever had another pastor of another church in all of my history, yeah. like really pour out his heart. It wasn't flippant. It, it wasn't. wasn't at I mean, all. it was very genuine. And just gave like a really good en- encouragement because we were talking, you know, Good Friday service and Sunday, and he's like, "If Jesus had a Good Friday, we're gonna have a Good mm. Friday. If Jesus died, we're gonna die. But if Jesus had a Sunday morning, that means we get a Sunday morning yeah. too." And it's like. And I joked with him. I was like, all right, when you're done at your church, come on over to Calvary. Four services we are going <laughs> to need you up in the pulpit there, buddy. Like, you, you're not going to find anything better than that. Yeah. Like, if Jesus had a good Friday, yeah, man is destined to die once. We're going to have a good Friday. But also understand the hope that we have that if Jesus had an Easter Sunday, we get an Easter Sunday. Mm. And that is where we sing, death, where is your victory? Death, where yeah. is your sting? It doesn't exist. It yeah. happened. It happened. It's going to happen with us physically, but to be absent from the body, present yeah. with the Lord. Like, it, it is, death is merely just a separation of, of our, our soul from our body, but it's a, a reuniting with God. Yeah. You know, and so, so, uh, which for me, and I'm a morbid person, we've talked about this a me little too. bit. Me too. Yeah. Me too. That's You okay. know, like, we, we go to funerals and they are sad, and I get that. Like, I've cried, I get it. Um, but for us as believers, like, no, like, this is the goal. Yeah. He is really like go clear back like death is a grace go clear back to the garden when they get kicked out. They kick them out for the reason so that they wouldn't eat from the tree of life and stay in that fallen state. Like God loved us so much that he did not want us to stay in that fallen state. And so you know what I'm gonna have to kill you so you don't have to but trust me. I'm the author of life mm. I, I am the resurrection and the life I have power over death and to prove it to you I'll go to the cross for you mm-hmm. I'll take that punishment but when you but when you will uh, uh, encounter your physical death that's the closest thing that you'll ever have to and you'll never go back there yeah. again that you'll never be in that fallen state that you will have life and life abundantly with Christ And we experience that now our eternal life starts now but the moment that we're released from this physical world we are released from that fallen state, and the weight of sin is lifted off of us and then we are in the fullness I believe of what God truly had in mind when he created Mm. us like that is Easter right there that's that's where our hope lies so it's not about a bunny it's not about eggs it's not about it's not even about all right here I'm going to get shot it's not about family yeah you know we look at Easter like oh we're all going to go to church together as a family wonderful we're all going to then have our Easter ham and we get together and it's a time absolutely but if you are not taking time to understand the significance and the fullness not just of the cross and the empty grave which is the pinnacle yeah right but it's the whole mountain of what god is doing through the landscape of human history that's what matters on easter and we should bring a significance to it because every week should be holy week for us like every friday we should kind of think like oh yeah jesus died on a friday Mm. every sunday we roll in here why do we worship on sunday like again that's another great defense for the resurrection it's like you had all these jews who worshiped on the Sabbath and that was so holy, all of a sudden, this whole culture of people that have been doing this for 2,000 years all of a sudden said, you know what? Saturday's not where it's at, you know, Sunday. Sunday for the boys, let's go. Like, Why would they all of a sudden switch? Because somebody walked out of a grave and they just walked away from all of their past Jewish heritage and are now worshiping on a Sunday, like every Sunday. Every Sunday is Easter Sunday. Yeah. Now it might not be the actual day in which Jesus rose, but every Sunday should be a reminder to us of the resurrection. Every Friday should be a reminder. Every, every Thursday should be a reminder to wash people's feet. Every Tuesday should be a reminder not to be that unfruitful fig tree. Hmm. You know, every, every Monday we should we should celebrate where... Cause we have Palm Sunday and that Jesus was coming to, like, like he, he was starting that last week. Like every day we should be celebrating that as a small reminder of what Jesus did that last week. Like every day is Holy week. Yeah. So welcome to the breakdown. What else you got for me? Anything else? I got nothing. I I you just had a couple small questions, nothing big, right? Did we fill our time? Did we? <laughs> I
0: don't we think a, we ever have to worry you, about our, our time.
1: Do we need to, you know us pastors, I like to take a small short story and make it long.
0: No, so. that's that's so
1: good. Cuz I think
0: so many times we we look at Easter as the holiday. Like like th- this central focus and it's like no. You know, we've talked about that at the staff level and even a key leadership level. Like, we want to be expectant on Sunday when we roll in here. Like, yes, it's always going to be a work day. Yeah, It's always going to be a work day for us. But we want to be expectant that the Lord is going to move mightily, powerfully. I just about made those a singular word. Do it it together. (laughs) Whatever Um, whatever that word is. Yeah. Um, You know, and to have that reminder. And it's so easy to do the checklist Christianity Mm -hmm. thing of like, oh, I went to church. I went to church on, you know, Easter Sunday. We got the family together. Went to church. Now we're going to. It's like, that's so much more than that. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and how many, and th- this is where even I'm, I'm struggling with it and working through is I don't want to be done after our last service Sunday and kind of just fall apart Yeah, and go, Oh, well now it's back to the regular thing. Like, no, yeah. no, like, yes, there, there is a monotony of yeah. our schedules tend to be the same because yeah. Sunday's always coming, but there should never be like, okay, well that's, that's over now it's back to the, yeah you know,
1: I love You know, you you see this in creation, and I think God did it for a reason for us. You know, the only thing that grows continuously in nature is cancer. Hmm. Okay. Everything else grows in seasons, even our bodies. You know, big growth spurt from like a baby to a toddler to, you know, like right in that age, and then obviously puberty. Mm -hmm. Two big growth spurts that we have. And then in between that is stabilizing. Yeah, And we, same thing with crops and trees and different things like that. They're gonna go through a growth spurt, and then there's a stabilizing. Like, And so for Easter, like let it be that growth spurt. Let it be where I'm gonna take that next step. Mm. You know, like if our faith is a staircase, take that next step of faith, And like you said, stabilize it. Don't go back to the normal thing that it is. Like let Holy Week move you to that next one and then take that season to stabilize and and into that deeper walk that you have with the Lord and then do that again. And, you know, if you if you take an intentional big step in your faith a couple times, three times a year Mm -hmm. now, we're all we're all making ground. Yeah, but I'm talking like this is a leap right here. This is a jump. Like that's what we need. That's the purpose that we're gonna bring significance to it is I'm, this is a part of that, uh, be transformed by the renewing mm. of your mind. Like that transformation wasn't just referring to our salvation, like, okay, you were dead in your sins, now you're alive in Christ. That was an in- instant transformation, yeah. but that was just a legal declaration. You were guilty, now you're not guilty. But sanctification is this continual process. And, and there needs to be a couple times I think a year that we're making big leaps, big steps, and say, okay, this is where I'm at, and there might even be a little bit of a a holy uh, unsatisfied or dissatisfaction mm-hmm. of where we're at. Yeah. Like, is this really it, or does God have more? Yes, God has more for you. Like, never think, oh yeah, I've arrived, I've already known all-. Like, no, no, you don't coast on the rest of yeah, the yeah. is coasting. it. I'm slapping you if that's what you think. <laughs> right? Take a step, lean into it, and so. You know and I don't know what that would be for some people yeah you know I don't want to go back to the normal thing and so okay um, so we were we were me and my wife have been geeking out on this they did a study uh, time about reading your Bible mm mm-hmm. right. they did a study <gasps> you know what I'm talking about is this the one time two times three yeah. times yeah this is good mind-blowing so so why is it so important for us to read our Bible well because we're in a relationship with the Lord and we need to hear from him you know I hate I hate when people are like, I just don't feel like you know I just don't feel like I know the Lord or I'm talking with them or da 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 and it's like, How often do you read your Bible? Like, I don't And it's like
0: That's your first, yeah.
1: Yeah, like have a long-distance relationship with your girlfriend, but don't use a cell phone or any other form of communication. You're not going to have a girlfriend. Yeah, you're not going to have a girlfriend. Like how connected do you think you're going to be with no communication? Moron. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we understand it in every other aspect of life, but we get to our faith and we think, That doesn't apply to me. Yeah, I don't need to read the Bible. I don't need to pray, and I'm going to have a close relationship with the Lord. You're know, you having a close relationship with someone, but it ain't the Lord. Sorry. But so this study was like, They were looking at the emotional mental health of people Mm -hmm. that read their Bible. One one time a week, no change. Two times a week, no change. Two times a week, no change. Three times was a blip, a blip on the scale. But four four was game changer. Four times a week was game changer. Which, and see, I I've always done this before, and now it gives me even more like power to get behind it when people wanted to start reading their Bible, I would always say, shoot for more days than not in the week. Yeah. Shoot for four days. Because that's what somebody told me. When I started reading my Bible, like, hey, here's the goal. We're gonna shoot for more days than not, right? Like, life happens. Life gets yeah. in the way, you miss a day. It, so we would always, let's shoot for two. It's okay if we miss a day, but we're not gonna miss two, Yeah, right? That's what we're gonna do. It's okay to miss a day, but we're not gonna miss two. Shoot for four, four days a week. And so that's what, that's what we would do. And, and then this study comes out and it's like, I mean, levels of anxiety and depression and loneliness, like all of these things that the Lord wants to give us to keep us from having those negative emotional things. And it's like, so maybe this Easter, that's your step. Yeah. Get in the word, you know, like, oh, it's not that fun. No, you're not fun. The Bible's awesome. Yeah. I said that a couple of Sundays ago. (laughs) I was like, you're boring. The Bible's not boring. You're boring. Bible's awesome. But like, maybe that's it for you. Like. Oh, you got to wake up 15 minutes early. Okay. Yeah. You might have to, you know, grow up, get get your weight up. You might have to get up early. So sorry. Or you know what? Maybe put Netflix down. Maybe. Or go to bed 10 minutes earlier. Something. Come on. And, or maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's serving. Maybe like it's going to be, take a spiritual discipline, but understand the discipline is there to bring about fruitful lives. Like we don't want to be that unfruitful fig tree. Yeah. You know, no. The spiritual disciplines are a means to the end and the end is a fruitful life for Christ. But but use Holy Week this Easter. Like what is what's that what's that big step? Yeah. You know, and, and some people are like, I don't know. I'm just I'm just waiting for the Lord to show that to me. <laughs> are you You're gonna be waiting a long time. Yeah, you're gonna be waiting a long time because it's like you, you already know it's plain to you. You know what it should be expected yeah. of you. Like you don't need the Lord to come up and be like hey don't you do you you think we should talk some yeah do you think you should listen to me you think you should meditate on my word you think you should serve one another like he's already shown us everything yeah like don't be stupid
0: well that goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago it's like the WWJD like we know what Jesus would do what do we need to do yeah what do we what what do you need to do and that's like and a lot of times there's this fear and trepidation of I don't want to make the wrong decision so I'm gonna let the Lord reveal what it is and it's like you know what it is like scripture is clear go to scripture 90 percent of all your questions you know like yeah. you're gonna have to dig it's gonna be hard you are gonna have to wade out into deeper waters and it's gonna get uncomfortable yeah but the kiddie pool was never meant to be fun when you were 12 and then 20 and 40 and
1: step on some toes when people haven't already if I, <laughs> haven't, I, I haven't i <laughs> haven't when people say i'm just waiting for the lord to reveal it to me that's pride in their heart because I'm better than every other human that should just be in the word and understand I need the Lord to speak to me in a different way because I'm special. Ooh, I've never thought about like that. That's pride in your heart. You know what the word tells you to do. And if you haven't read the word to know, you know that there are pastors, ministry leaders, there are people that are further along in their faith. There's Paul's in our life that tell us like, if you look at anybody that has a vibrant, zealous relationship with the Lord, the word is going to be very focal to their life. Yeah. Prayer is going to be focal to their life. Serving is going to be f- like we don't need to play stupid. We don't need no. You know what? I'm better than most people. I need the Lord to talk to me like no. Don't don't let pride take that over. Yeah. Don't you know? And that's that's honestly what it is. It's going to be an ego thing. No, nope, I'm I'm so important that God needs to deal with me in a different way than everybody else. No, nope, don't do it. That's how special I am. (laughs) You know, if when the Lord has done that, look at who he was talking to. Mm. See, we look in the, let it be Old Testament and New Testament. We see these very individual uh, conversations and we think, oh yeah, that's how the Lord's going to deal with me. Very individualistic. Yeah. Like I'm going to be like Moses. I, I need to be up on the mountain with God for 40 days. You ain't no Moses you know like he he would never would have picked you he never would have picked me moses was one of the most humble outside of jesus i'm out yeah i would have been like if we all lived in the time of moses i would have been one of the idiots that would have thrown their gold into the fire Hmm. blamed aaron created that golden calf yeah. and been having the orgy around it yep. like I would have been one gotten the snake bites the you know I would have been Achen, the sin of Aiken I would have been swallowed up by the earth like understand who you are I know my sinful prideful heart like thank the Lord that I was born in, in a New Testament, you know, the dispensation of grace, because the mm. Lord know I'm gonna need a lot of it. Amen. Be like, okay, you're you're too stupid for the Old Testament. <laughs> we need to move you. We, into we're the... gonna we're gonna move you to the dispensation <laughs> of grace because you you're you're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make it at all, son. Okay, here you go. This is the best place for you right there. All right, and so even Paul, you want that individual thing? Like, understand what Paul went through. Like, oh. See, people want that individual thing, but do you want to hear this from the Lord? Like when Jesus smacks him off that donkey, right? In Acts chapter 9, isn't it? So so the Lord reveals himself to Ananias, and he's telling him, hey, go to the street called Straight, go to the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. He goes, for behold, he's praying, he's seen a vision of a man, and he kind of knows you're coming to get him, right? So look down at verse 15. Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of Mm. my name. You want the Lord to hit you individually? Understand what he says individually to men. Like, thank the Lord that you just get grouped in to be in the church, and he's not calling you out, because any time God's called a man out, to be chosen means to you're going to suffer for a specific cause of Christ. Yeah, Like, so... Don't be prideful and ego about it. Take that big step, whatever that is for you. Lean into it. Don't try to make it sound, because we want to sound super spiritual. We want to sound like the yeah. Pharisees or the Sadducees in there. It's like, no, 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 Let your pride and eager ego go. Step into what you know what the Lord is calling you to do. We don't We don't need the super spiritual, hyper, whatever. No, lean into it. And and But if that is you, if the Lord is one of those, calling you as one of those that, hey, he... You're a chosen instrument for him. Lean into that as well. Mm -hmm. You might suffer, but Paul's so much further closer to the throne of grace than me. You know, I don't want. I don't (laughs) want. I don't want individuals uh, understand the life of Paul. Be shipwrecked, tortured, beheaded. Like, oh yeah. But I I need the Lord to talk to me like He talked to Paul. Yeah, you're not living for Jesus how Paul lived for Jesus Mm. either. So don't even go there. Got name and it, Clement, baby. Oh, what name? Got name and baby. So, Holy Week. Oh, see now I'm rethinking my whole sermon. <laughs> no, oh, don't th- put that on me. Now I'm rethinking. <laughs> Do not put thing. that like, on me. This is this is the practice. This is this is the run through. Is that what uh, the breakdown
0: is? It's re- it's just the pre-sermon run through.
1: Uh, the pre. Well, normally we talk about the sermon before. But now we're just fleshing we're out. About, we're just fleshing out Easter. But you know, like I had a had a direction, had a sermon, but. Round two. Maybe everyone will be different. They already get on to me now that the three are different. They're like, mm. life groups get into arguments. <laughs> They'll be like, because one of the questions oh, we ask yeah. in life groups is, hey, what stood out to you in the sermon? And He somebody, didn't say that yeah. in my service. Well, you picked the wrong service yeah. then. And, and what I always say when somebody says that is like, that wasn't for you. Mm that wasn't for you like let the Holy Spirit speak through the donkey up there right just let him speak and and it is going to be a different service and that was a hard learning curve for me and yeah. was like don't try to replicate what I did the first service or second service just you know here's the notes here's the scripture just let the Holy Spirit speak and it is going to be a little bit different and some people why do you change your sermons because there's a different people there yeah. and and God wants to interact with them and engage with them in a different way he needs them to hear something different that first service didn't hear or third service needs to hear like i like, just preached three completely different sermons yeah like i got the same notes every time <laughs> i come off the stage it was like so then some people are like all right i'm gonna start sticking around for a couple of them because they're a little bit different i want to catch all the little different new <laughs> and i'm double counting
0: those people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i am double counting those people and they
1: better be double tight that's exactly
0: <laughs> no, I'm <seasoned>. I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry
1: oh <laughs> man it's kind of like going to the movie theaters i'm staying for a second movie. St- the matinee i'm yeah, going early mat-day. and late
0: <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's awesome. no that's a I think that's a good place to There we go. To bookmark it. Bookmark this, it. This Until we meet again. Holy week.
1: This holy week.
0: It, yeah, if we meet again next week after we <laughs> if
1: we survive because this could be the last holy week. Could be. This is it. This could be it. Jesus come back tomorrow. One one Easter Sunday will be your last Easter Sunday. It's a super So welcome to the breakdown. <laughs> So go live your life. <laughs> YOLO. No, don't. What do care. you,
0: what do you need to change today? <laughs> Cause you may die tomorrow. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, no. We, that. Yeah. We used to say that at camp. We, we'd wake up every morning. We would come out to the flagpole and we'd pray and we'd say the pledge and you know, everything that Christian Americans do. Um, and, and we would say, what's today? And all the kids would scream. Today's the big one. Why is today the big one? Cause yesterday's gone and you might not be invited to tomorrow. Now, like this is Wednesday at camp. Like, what do you guys got planned for us tonight? My
0: parents paid for five days. Yes. We're only on day three. They better get a refund for two that, days. That's
1: probably what my parents would have said. <laughs> They're like, uh, Mrs. Pierce, we we have some bad news for you. Nick died at camp. It's Wednesday. Will I get the two days? What? Well, <laughs> like, do we prorate <laughs> this or how does that work out? No, I'm teasing my mom I say that. Oh, that's funny. Oh uh, Hey, uh-oh. thanks for having me. Let me soapbox a little bit.
0: Hey, it's fun. Thanks for thanks for soapboxing and Amen. And stepping on toes and being willing to take time out of your schedule and Only week and toes. Oh, yeah but <laughs> it's a great place to put a, a bookmark and a break as we uh continue on through the rest of this holy week thanks for tuning in for listening for watching and uh we'll, uh, we'll be back next week because that's how this works oh yeah unless somebody's out of town or jesus comes back now we get to unpack holy week after holy week as we, Can we do holy it two week? weeks later like <laughs> no we're gonna unpack holy week it's gonna be great all right, it next might be a 2 ne- Yeah, next next week is a it's a two-hour two-parter. There it is. So that's what we'll plan. Four hours. Four hours of breaking down Holy Week. We're just basically <laughs> going to rewalk back through Holy Week oh, after Easter. Save us, save us all. If you've uh, enjoyed today, even if you haven't, do us a huge <laughs> do us <laughs> not do us a huge favor. Go ahead and like, share, comment, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review. I know that sounds weird. It always it we've closed that every way it sounds weird. It does help us, uh the way the analytics and things work on the technical side. And honestly, it's fun just to get uh feedback. feedback. It's fun to have the conversations we do and in the same way that Sunday, you know, just like you said, that there's a specific person that sits in the room that needs an aspect that you know, that's that's always been the heart and goal for the breakdown. And so who knows who's listening, who needs the crazy (laughs) toe-stepping <laughs> rabbit trail and tangents that, that we I go can't on say
1: on a sunday that i still kind of say on a sunday
0: <laughs> there's nobody looking back there's no immediate feedback they can just go i'm done listening <laughs> click. Yeah, we're done but we're we, we don't know talking. so but uh we'll wrap it up for now we'll see you guys next week thanks so much for tuning in but uh we're gonna go finish out holy week and uh we'll we'll be back next week to break it down amen see you guys